0: Welcome back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. You can expect great things from us. Tonight. I was just actually I was about to issue big warnings myself. <laughs> <laughs> you never know some of our best mater- material. Nope. That answered the question. <laughs> the Oh, uh, We have some maturgle gonna- <laughs> coming up. <laughs> You know, we're going to be doing good tonight. No, we no. always get a little bit of fear when we're doing it in the in dark. The darkness, if it's the dark, yeah. we feel like we might power off in the middle of it. And, you know. Or power up too hard. That's the other problem. I just feel like. Whoo, it's just really have to concentrate no. to maintain we a, a shareable level of, no. of podcasting. If, if we could go into a dwindle or we might get slap happy. And it's very <laughs> unclear yeah. which, which yeah, we just to be careful. Up. Uh, spring break. So, in keeping with that, we had a little fit of a blizzard today. Did we? Yeah. But then it stopped. Maybe it was when I was in Lewiston. Well, I didn't see it happen. probably didn't have one down there. No, it was just having a big
1: tantrum yeah. oh, for yeah. a minute. And then it As quit. it does
0: uh-huh. in the springtime. Yeah. But there's some noticeably green fields happening. I know. And when well, I when saw... I say noticeably green, I mean... You can see the green coming. No, Gemma and I drove up to Spokane, and when you get closer up there, there's some actual. It's green. like a green field, and for reals, it tastes like. It doesn't taste. I was wondering. Oh, I thought that that yeah. was a bold, poetic I move. <laughs> that you actually got out there to eat some. Whoa, wheatgrass is very <laughs> I, I know. So, like, <laughs> I just back at wandering Whoa. the farmer's fields like taking graze. a taste. I <laughs> have a graze in the spring. Okay, so sorry. No, you no, meant no, it no. feels like something. It feels like the taste of lemonade. That's what I was uh, trying okay. to say. Okay, no, it, it was poetic. It's it, like was. it is. It's like Not oh, lemonade, there it is. But, yes, yeah. it is. It's like that sort of like sweet and tart and yeah ah it was just what i needed i was like i think it's been six months since we saw a green field because you know the fields turn in july yeah and this year we had this last year we had a terrible drought so all of the wet and the snow slop and the doom is is really good it's just like oh yes let's not do another i know And I have little snowdrops are blooming, and the tulip bulbs are showing. Tulip bulbs coming up, isn't it fun? I've I have like a long personal record failing with bulbs because (laughs) because the time when you buy the bulbs. Yes. Is the time when you're like, yes, let's do it. Does not always parallel you getting them into the ground in the right moment. So I bought a bunch this last year and then I did frantically plant a bunch. Okay. But some of them didn't make it and the ground was getting, it was like just painful trying to. Actually, I'll tell you what. The drought was a real problem last summer because (laughs) you go to try to plant a tree and I'm like, we cannot dig this hole. Like, we cannot. <laughs> yeah. We're like when seven the... people taking shifts trying to yeah. shin out little when bits of the, the hard dirt. like skipping across yeah. the top yeah. of the dirt. And it, <laughs> and it was really difficult trying to get yeah. that dang tree planted. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, eventually we did and I, it might have died. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> it was like oh. a little too far away from the house for our hose to reach. <laughs> Oh so we always having to, here, all this five-gallon bucket over there. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was not good. It was yeah. a bad. The situation was not good. I think Judah still harbors a grievance because I planted a fig tree that the man at the nursery told me wouldn't grow. Did it never blossom? Oh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> there was never fruit on the vines. <laughs> the... the fig tree not blossom well what happened was the man at the nursery was like this is not going to grow here and I was like well why are you selling it here I mean like seriously why would you do that to me but anyhow so I didn't buy it and then I was like whatever I'm going back (laughs) and I bought it and you get that's the best mood I know it's the mood when you're like no I totally have time to plant this many berry bushes and then and then (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know and I went back and the problem was is I did look it up and it was called a Chicago fig. I was like if it can live in Chicago it can live here. I mean my word, mm -hmm. Chicago's a is a blustery town. Well, then, um, and I looked it up. exactly. I looked it up and it's supposed to, this particular variety of fig is supposed to come from Mount Etna. So I'm like, okay, it can live here, whatever nursery man. And so I went and I, I, um, planted it, but it was too far for the hose also. So (laughs) Judah (laughs) had to struggle through the yard with a big five gallon bucket every day and dump it on that thing. And it. Uh, didn't come back after the winter, <laughs> but then, but then late in the summer, I see a big fig leaf, but not at all on the tree, which is a dead <laughs> stick. It's coming up from the root. And I was like, oh, glory be my Chicago fig has pulled I feel three. like I have to correct the record because uh, we said Chicago is the Windy City and it's not called the Windy City because of wind. Although I think it does have wind. Well, but it's cold. It's is what about I was the saying. windy politicians. Oh, Well, That's they have those it too. That's how got that reputation. So well, I feel like I just—I was thinking of the cold and the the winters. I mean, like they have yeah. significant winters. Yes, yeah. They... But yeah. anyway, I so did. I in a My bought a bunch came of. Back. I bought I a bunch of shrubberies you, three summers that happened, and then I finally think it gave well, up. And I bought a bunch of shrubberies and things that just ordering them. Oh, no, it's yeah. It's just sort of, you know you've done something yeah. naughty about that. Yeah, and I've ordered them. They're not here yet or anything. Mm. But, but I'll It dig your holes led now. me to be like, Luke, we need a tractor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get a tractor because I've ordered myself up a bunch of apple trees. Yeah. And if, if I struggle to dig one hole like I did last year. Well, right year, now, you could just go out with your... You know broomstick and you could now you could actually just take a, a popsicle trench. stick out and, and <laughs> just stir a little bit and you yeah. get a hole yeah no, um but i don't have the trees so dig so so. your holes now dig them now that, mm-hmm. that's thinking ahead when the dirt will wait it's spring breaks it'll be like digging cinder blocks yeah we have more problems to figure out like where we're putting the trees oh, and stuff where That's we're putting the deer fence around mm-hmm. the trees. Oh yeah. Where what to keep that if up. we're gonna like actually do any hardscaping to change the shape yeah. of the hill we're planting yeah. the trees on? You need a tractor. If we need to stir in any additives that will make <laughs> it feel better about its life. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah, There's a lot of I questions know. out there. Uh, Yes it doesn't help that I've been listening to some gardening podcasts, which I always get oh, in a man. fervor about compost piles, I think because <laughs> I feel like I churn out so much compost yeah. about oh, materials yeah. but but you have to pay attention to it and do ratios and things and stir it and uh there's questions there's questions yeah. about that, so I don't know I, never I feel really... yeah anyway, it's true that I wonder about that and I, I keep feeling like this. This is the year of the garden because I, you know, I'm going to do it this time. But, no, we have a wedding coming. I think that it's not going to be the year of the garden. <sighs> Let me retrace my steps and bring up okay. a spiritual issue okay. that I've been thinking about. Okay. I have one, too. When really? When we're done with that one. Maybe it's the same one. Could be. Whoops. Um. So... Well, what's yours? What's your spiritual what your issue? First? You definitely got in line first. Okay. Well, here's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about submission. Okay. I was thinking about how submission is such a tender issue. Mm-hmm. That I think what a what an appropriate thing to bring up on today, being International women, Women's Day. Which women just not submitting day. Oh, it just makes me so annoyed. It's like, oh my word. Anyways. Go ahead. Well, okay. So, go ahead. yeah, this is in in honor of International Women's Day. I'd like <laughs> to talk about submission. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Nobody in the universe, no woman minds if someone said to them, "Listen, I know it's a tough call. You have to do what you think is wisest." Like, and that's what you have to do. Okay? There's literally zero people who would mind that. Okay. Can you think of it? Would anyone object to that? You have to do what you think is wisest. No. No. But if you say you have to do what your husband thinks is wisest, then our anxiety levels skyrocket (laughs) and women are like, you don't understand. He is a fallible, sinful human. And this is my point. So are you. <laughs> so nobody's actually saying I won't submit to a fallible, sinful human. Right. They're saying I will only submit to my own <laughs> self who is fallible and sinful. Yeah. And that I won't submit to my husband because he could make mistakes as opposed to myself, yeah. which I never would. No. And, and what's interesting to me about this is that. Nobody says I'm just going to submit to myself. Well, maybe they do, but the that, that more spiritual sounding thing would be I will only submit. To, to God, the but then the funny part is that since God is the one who told you you have to submit to your husband, mm. the fact that you're in you this put moment, your finger on it you, now, like, champ. the fact, yeah, but the fact <laughs> that you're in this moment is proof that you will not submit yeah. to God, yeah, right. And but here's the part that I was thinking about that I think is really interesting and helpful if you're in because I get it submission. One of the reasons we have to be commanded to do it is that we needed to be commanded to do it, to do yeah. it. Like, there's a lot of times yep. that women were not going to do that without, without yeah. feeling like they had to. So, but one of the things that's interesting is that when your husband is not being respectable, and I should put in parenthetical remarks here, normal qualifications yeah. for this. If your husband's telling you to do something objectively sinful or... Right you can't break God's law because you're submitting to your husband. So just clarifying that. It's not what I mean, but we're talking about things like he wants to move into a different house than you want to move into or stuff like that. Um, When you submit to your husband, you're, you're actually highlighting the fact that you submit to a higher authority. Yep. You're not putting yourself lower under your husband you're making your own direct report incredibly clear. Right? Well, which is that God is honored by me submitting to you. And so that's what I'm doing. It's well, not... I think the key is that always is submitting to the higher authority. You're always submitting to God because he's told you to, to submit to your husband, which is why you're doing it. It's because you're submitting to the higher authority. And... If your husband, for some reason, told you to do something that was breaking God, you know, like, here, bow down to this idol, you'd have to say, no, I won't, because I'm submitting to the higher authority. At all times, you have to be in submission to God, and that means if you are married to a Christian man living a normal life, that means you're submitting to your husband because God told you to do it. Right, and my, but my point is that submitting when you think your husband is making a mistake or submitting at a time when you think that you, when you, in your flesh, didn't want to mm-hmm. submit is in no way giving your husband an irrational amount of power. It's directly obeying God, staying right. in fellowship with God, being, I mean, it's the safest possible place you could be. Yeah. Because, and, and all the excuses to not obey your husband, is things like, he's trying to make an unwise decision that will have, you know, might harm my, my children's spiritual life and the law, you know, like, it'll be like some obscure thing like that. Well, it won't harm them half so much as a disobedient mother Mother. will harm them, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) well, it is very much, I think sometimes you can take an ordinary grievance and get out the bicycle pump and inflate it to majestical proportions. <laughs> ah, like, the, like the pig's bladder and Laura Engle Wilder. <laughs> I just never saw this turning into such a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you can run it down the road of... Of what this is saying about him as a uh-huh. as a Christian, and I'm just worried about mm-hmm. his spiritual state. And, and technically, I'm... I don't believe that I can trust a man who yeah who before I tell you what my husband wants us to do about the homeschool curriculum, let <laughs> me and this I say as like I'm a stranger on the internet that someone is writing this to right. Mm-hmm. Add some backstory. I'm like, oh, you'll get this random thing that's like, I have a question. My husband wants us to pursue a different phonics program that I think is best. But I need to give you some backstory because in 1997, he used pornography. Or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm trying to make light of things that can be very difficult. But I'm saying, women, lay it out here. Like, let me build my case to prove to you that my husband is not God. Yeah. And you're like, well, guess what? <laughs> we yeah. knew that without you having to get into the annals of oh, the times word. that you were less <laughs> impressed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you didn't need to do that. Like, well, he's not God. This actually, weirdly, does kind of tie into the thing I was thinking about. And I have to say that sometimes you know I feel like social media gives you these waves of things it'll be like yeah you never know if it's like a fake wave or a real wave I looked at Facebook for like 45 seconds today and it appeared that the wave that everyone was riding was the gas prices you know it's kind of like that's just what every single I think we can't help but ride that wave right now thing is what we're talking about we're driving for spring break and i have thought to myself when we come back it's gonna probably by the time we're driving back home it's gonna be 15 a gallon it's gonna be terrible i know but it's like you know what i mean where there's there there's a mood that comes through and of course the ukraine brought everyone together in a big way and Mm -hmm. but but the thing that i had been noticing and it just felt like a sustained sustained mood that everyone. Oh, was I know what in. you're gonna say. Yes, everybody is being so judgy pants, squabbly McDuffs at one another on yeah. the internet, and and it seems like, well, yes, because it's the internet. We've all known that, but I'm talking about Christians engaging with one another with an incredible level of snark, and this is like. I don't like, I have a lot of friends on Facebook that I don't know personally at all, but you see the same names go by, you know, and you're like, I'm pretty sure you're a sweet Christian reformed lady. And I think you're a sweet Christian reformed (laughs) lady. And, and I think this other guy is a pastor and, and I don't know why you're all shrieking at one another with, (laughs) with amazing emojis and snorky retorts when, when it's just very funny and it feels like what i was just saying where you take a small petty level of disagreement Mm -hmm. which i'm not saying that like baptism is a small petty thing it's not but people can take a disagreement over baptism and then they can they can um basically do the equivalent of a major 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 zoom on it you know Mm -hmm. like we're gonna get we're gonna make it huge and then I'm gonna get out my big bazooka and attack it because it's so big <laughs> it's it's a little bit like know, one of those um one of those crime shows or something where they're like at first we thought that the security camera caught nothing but later we zoomed in on a drop of water on the side of this vehicle and found the reflection of the perp. Yeah, yeah, the perp yeah, is in the yeah. reflected water droplet and by, by simply adding pixels we were able to make a perfect picture and get FBI facial recognition involved and solve the crime. Yes. And I, I was thinking of the uh fantastic um quote from Shakespeare in uh Muchy About Nothing. And I looked it up because it was such a mood in the world oh, that I was okay. seeing. Yeah. <clears throat> Mary, sir, they have committed false report. Moreover, they have spoken untruths. Secondarily, they are slanderers. Sixth and lastly, they have belied a lady. Thirdly, they have verified unjust things. And to conclude, they are lying names. <laughs> <laughs> just... And it feels like that is the mood I actually... of many, many, many Christian Facebook comments.
1: Yeah. And it's like...
0: I think a lot of it is what's funny is that... There are things that I know are big issues or that, but I'm mostly, I'm just surprised by how, like, how can something that you have no idea what we're talking about be something that people are like jumping in full fever pitch on, like, and I don't even mean the comments to each other. I mean like just the topics of posts. Yeah. When someone's like, I can stand it no longer. I must finally speak out and Mm -hmm. then it will be about something that you yeah. just didn't know was yeah. a thing, you it's know? It's the Sunday school curriculum or, or that your just... children are probably being exposed to. Oh, and okay, and, but, it and this a is a thing. false teacher. This is a real deal. Like, cause I have seen stuff, there are horrible trends. There are horrible trends that go around, like TikTok or something. And I get it, people being like, no, I'm going to say a thing. But partly, I'm like, guys, there is no reason to cause ourselves rubbernecking delays at how bad like how bad pagan mothers are mothering right yeah. like yeah. just because they're being like and there is no reason for us to all poke and prod at one another and yeah. say look at this horrible yeah. woman's tiktok video i know that she did i myself would never do something <laughs> like what she's doing on the tiktok it's like, no, but you're doing another special thing, which is, yeah. which is providing the audience for this, providing the outrage and the freak out and the, mm-hmm. just feel like, just mm-hmm. do something better. Yeah. Like, I don't know, yeah. make twice baked potatoes. <laughs> Guess what? I have a tip. You do? I haven't tried it though. <laughs> I just learned I it. haven't. Oh, <laughs> wow. I just I never saw today. this coming. No, what is it? What no. is it? I learned it today um, on my gardening podcast that I was listening to, and it's a British lady, and she was explaining how to make twice-baked potatoes, but she did not say that that's what they were called, Okay, but that was clearly what she was getting across. What was going to happen, right. But she said, you take a knife and score all the way around the outside, just through the skin, like right at the equator of the potato. Before baking it And then It bakes And when it comes out It cuts perfectly cleanly in half Like you know how you can kind of end oh. up getting a bit of a mash Around the yeah. edges sure. That's what you do And she said it's like pre-perforating the edge huh. And then it well, cuts Well exactly I did not in half. imagine you To have a twice baked potato I know, tip on I hand I know but look at me go We were in the car today We went to a antique mall In Lewiston that oh, hanger antique I mall. I wish I'd gone to a hangar antique mall. It was pretty good. It was fun times at the hangar antique mall. Oh, but, 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 while we were, so right before that, Daphne had said she wanted to make Madeline cookies. Okay. And I was like, you do? She's like, yes, it's in Dory Greenspan's. Cookie book, and she, whatever, she had a feeling that this was, was the ready. thing she needed to do. Okay. So then we're at the antique mall, and there is a Madeline pan right there. Oh. And I didn't have a Madeline pan. Okay. And All right. I had to be quite honest, Daphne, listening, you'll know that I wasn't going to buy a Madeline pan except for I ran into one. Like, I would have <laughs> needed to go, you know, yeah. would have had to think about it at the time. So I was like, yeah. oh, act now. Daphne just said uh-huh. she liked these. Yeah. And so then here is one. So let's buy it. Anyways, in the way home, Daphne was telling us, "Wow, well, this is getting carried away." Daphne is telling us how you remove those cookies. She was like, "Oh, I'm looking forward to removing these cookies from the pan. You simply press down on this end and then flick them out." And that was, mm-hmm. and Chloe was like, "Where did you get this tip?" <laughs> Daphne's like. I have all all of the baking tips that closes. Well, I only know how to rehydrate garlic powder. <laughs> I assume that you do it by adding water? Well, I don't even remember where. I get what I'm saying is. They, that's the thing that can be done and it was the only tip from the kitchen <laughs> that that Chloe remembered. She's like, I did that I... one time. One time <laughs> we didn't have garlic and I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying wow, well, wow, while we're at the okay. top shelf yeah. tipster line. Score the potato. Uh-huh. Yep. Or if you want a tip from Blair, it's not a tip, but it's a good way to get your enthusiasm out. Blair, Blair said, I remember the first time I ever made my own ponytail. <laughs> then I was so excited I braided my bangs. <laughs> I think that, that just, it actually sounds like a thing. Like, yeah. so excited I braided my bangs. It's, yeah. It has the same feeling to me as like getting in bed in the winter when you're so excited to be in bed that you can't stop wiggling your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't chill out because you're like, ah, oh, I gotta relax gotta relax and you like yeah no you're right have a, like really it has right. that same kind of like frantic energy and you don't know to just, when to quit and you just braided your bangs just yeah braid my bangs. took it too far at that point <laughs> should have slowed it back get some perspective <laughs> get some perspective and chill out don't braid your bangs oh it's amazing yeah anyways random yeah tidbits how did from we get life. over to the twice baked potatoes i can't remember oh don't scowl at people on the internet Make twice baked potatoes. <laughs> I was saying, do do something more fruitful, such as now we could just pick a different fruitful activity yeah. and then talk about that uh-huh. one. Yeah, randomly. Yeah, because pickling things, you could pickle you could something. Pickle some stuff. It's true. I and myself have like 150 pounds of beef. I just in my c- fridge, it has to be canned or oh something. Oh my gosh, that sounds intense. But well, I just feel like I think that when people get keyed up and stressed out, as I think our current events are getting everybody keyed up and stressed yeah. out. And I think that the lash out occurs and people think that what they're having is a zeal for righteousness, but they're not. They're just no, because squabbling because with you other have, people. No, and if you're being squabbly, it's not a zeal for truth that you're illustrating sometimes. It is a zeal for conflict. Yeah. Or a zeal for, for strife. And that is really different. Yeah. And that's why. Like there's a lot of. Like. I'm just going to say it. This is probably offensive. Because I'm sure that we have. This is one of the problems. Although. To be fair. I don't. I do not dig into this rhetoric all I'm not like studying this topic so I'm sure it goes both sides and it's from both sides of the camp that people do this but I was going to say abolitionists like how often I see it's not a zeal for the infant the life of the unborn child right that makes you go patrolling Christian things to call them murderers yeah Right? That's not a zeal for truth. That is a zeal for something else. Like, you are not, this is not what Uh you say it is Uh that is motivating you. And I think that's actually, there's a lot of miscommunication in Christian circles about things like this. Because because what happens is there are people who are looking at the arguments, like, you know, the... um, Old win the man, not the argument. Yeah, is that an original, Grandpa? Or is he quoting someone? I always knew it as a Grandpa thing, but I don't well, know. he would say that about evangelism—that you are win the man, not the argument. Yeah, and there—and that's a really profound thing to think about. And it's sort of like there's the Lewis. There's a, uh, isn't it Lewis? It says the deeper right than being right I or think whatever. That's Lewis, yeah. Um, but that essentially you could be right in a really wrong way. Oh, yeah. And that being right is a very little value when you're doing it in the wrong way. Right. So, and that being wrong in the right way is actually better. It's yeah. actually better for you to not be correct, but to be rightly aligned <laughs> with the world. And the thing, I see this happen a lot. And this is like a social, this is for sure a social media thing. Where someone's thinking, I have a truth statement that will win the day. Yeah. And other people are like, holy smokes about the tone. Yeah. Of what was presented. And so they push back because of the tone. Like, you might want to be careful about the way that you... Like, they're pushing back, and then the person just flips out. Well, often Like, we're actually who, just having a... Yeah, and I think the people who mind the tone <coughs> in the first place are often pretty tone-deaf at their own remark. And, oh, and that's probably it's true. Just, but I do think that there are some people who are more attuned to the attitudes beneath the surface. Yes, but then there are the people who, you know who go and get offended on behalf of everyone everywhere. And yeah, then they not come I mean. in with a paddle to, to oh, deal with Lord. your tone. Anyway. we have to come back to Seinfeld and his words of wisdom. Yeah. People. I'll never understand people. They're, They're the, the worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, oh. um, I, I just... I think that if you find yourself typing the words, well, excuse me, I didn't realize, (laughs) you know, who died and left you, queen. That kind of thing, if it started as a disagreement about a theological point. Or maybe plastics with BPAs. uh, (laughs) Maybe it was on organic food. Maybe it was on who knows what. But if you are telling another mother... Who is a Christian? Like, well, pardon me for trying to set you straight. It's um, you know,
1: I would just go make a baked
0: potato. Just do it, <laughs> do it right now. You need something better to fill your time with. After you probably apologized for what you did, there. Yeah, well, mostly I think it's just. But the reason i was saying that is that people think they're they're defending truth or fighting for truth mm-hmm. or fighting, and they you're just not. Like, no. you have to see that you're serving something else. I do think that there is the kind of person who would really love to write traffic tickets. Yes. Like, parking tickets. Like, the meter maid personality mm-hmm. wants to go around sighting people up for stuff. That is a bad tendency. You Don't do it. You should correct that. Dodge you, the bullet. Steer clear. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. For do sure. Do it. So, what's your big project over spring break? Well, I'm glad you asked. It brought me to a place today where I was like, could get real sinful about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, there's a room upstairs that used to be a sleeping porch. Then it just became an oddly shaped uh, thing that uh-huh. is, it goes across the whole back of the house. It's not a bedroom. It's not a, it, it's a weird space. Okay. Kind of sunroomish, but it's on the north side of the house, so it doesn't get sun. <laughs> um, but it's been various things at various times, mm-hmm. and it well, there's a laundry room at one end, and then the other end has been different things, but it isn't anything right now, which means it is the dust bunny collector of all the things that mm. nobody wanted to deal with, so they stuffed it in there. Yeah. So, I'm I'm trying to turn it into a space so that it isn't that. It doesn't just become the place where you put the dresser that you didn't want. So, I am uh, trying to turn it into, like, the TV is there. But I also want it to be a place where I could have the sewing machine just set up and leave it there if I need it to be. So, all to say, I drove to Spokane, to the Home Depot there, because they had these butcher block counters that are like in four foot lengths but they have this like big brackets underneath so you can fold it down flat against the wall or oh uh set it up and they are supposed to hold like 500 pounds each so it's a completely great surface Mm -hmm. for you know whatever so first I by myself hung a wall mounted tv thing which was very impressive of me Duda had to help me like actually attach it but I mean like you know I had to figure out these in just Mm -hmm. ridiculous directions anyway I got that done then I hung those counters but they're these big old bolts that you put into Mm -hmm. the wall and so because they're bolts you have to use that little socket thing with the little ratchety doodah you know and that little ratchety thing is a very smart tool except for these bolts were small enough That I couldn't use the ratchet that goes clickety-click, you know? So I had to, like, actually put it on, give it a half twist, take it off, put it on, give it a half twist. Uh, And this is with this big, like, heavy thing that I'm holding up with my head. Because you, like, you have to, like, Mm -hmm. fold it up. Put in these bolts. You're trying to make it all be level. You're sitting on the floor with this Mm. thing balanced on your head that you're trying to, like, get these bolts in. Today I had them all up. It was all good. I am gonna do a curtain, like a little curtain underneath it. So I was putting the rods up. So I run back out to the garage to get a different drill bit. While I'm out there, what should I find in the toolbox? But the ratchet. But the no, the drill bit, Rachel. It was the it was. <laughs> <laughs> it fit in the drill! And it was the right size. And I was like, no. I can't believe. Like, (laughs) hours I was crouched on the ground with this little (laughs) ratchet. Like, giving myself a crick in my neck. Anyway, I'm very sure that my shoulders are going to be really sore from that little adventure. But I got them all up, and there they are. And so I'm doing that, and I ordered a rug. And I put that in, and I'm trying to get everything kind of organized. I think I got it from Wayfair. It's really cute. It's a wool rug that's green and white. That's it's nice. it got this big print. Yeah, I think it's gonna be cheerful and fun. That's great. So anyway, that's my... I'm trying to turn it into a room that makes sense as a room. Instead yeah. Instead of... And it has like these... It's like a black and white checkered linoleum floor up there. You know, like those linoleum yeah. squares. Which... Some of them are cracked and chipping up. Anyway, you know, it's like you know, I just have that's what to... what happens when you keep your quarter syndrome. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So I might need to get out the repair for that. But anyway, I'm trying to make it into a cute room and... That's fun. That's my project. What about you? Oh, man. I've just been trying to do the... Nothing spectacular. Just the spring clean. Kind of like the next layer of things that you keep looking at but not... Mm-hmm. But you quit noticing it's a thing that you need to do. Yeah, I have some really weird, odd boxes of stuff. Like, it's just like storage. It's not exciting things. It's like a bin or a box full of weird documents. Yeah. That, but because you've had it forever, you feel like you must need to have it, and then and it probably has like one loose shelf bracket inside. There's probably something in it that you still need, but there's certainly things you don't need in it too.
1: Yeah. Basically
0: a lot of that kind of thing. And I, then we're going... Uh, we'll be going out of town. We have a PDG tomorrow night. And then we're going to go out of town oh, Thursday. And we're going out of town Saturday. So, I... know I'm trying to turn this room. I got quite... Um, I don't know. I told you this months ago. I discovered that the British have a have a kind of a room that was something that really needed to happen. Oh, yeah. We have it. I know. And you got one first. But the snug... And I'm like, that is perfect. Mm -hmm. And that is what I am trying to make. I just told the kids we need a name. The snug. We need a name for our downstairs that doesn't have a name. Yeah. It's like the guest room. There's the guest room, then the snug. But down the way, there's a kitchen and a living space. Yeah. What do you call that? Right. What's its name? Yeah, I see the problem because I think I've said this before, but this room where that I'm working on upstairs, we still call it the blue room. It's been gray for probably 10 years, but yeah, we know what you mean. The blue room. Yeah. Anyway, but but now I'm trying to make it be, I need you to come up with a name for that room in my house. The downstairs living room. Yeah, but I mean, nobody would know. You say the downstairs living room and they'd be like. Which downstairs? Have it be the drawing room? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> uh, or, we do have our upstairs. No, DM. remember I told you about the... About... Um, oh... It's a... Uh, it's not Edward Bulmer paint. What, what is it? Farrow and Ball, I think, that has the color, Sulking Room Pink. Oh, Sulking. Yeah. The Sulking Room. The Sulking Room is actually a good name yeah. for it. If I can concentrate and remember or, it. Or, Rachel, it. it just should be Cypress. Cypress. Or, the, I think the Sulking Room might catch on more. Yeah, because we had a Cypress back in our first house because it was not anything it wasn't a cl- it was sort of between the kitchen and the bathroom yeah. and there was a closet rod in it so it was like what is this space and it was kind of a closet because there was a door from the bedroom into it but then that sort of was more of a hall to the kitchen yeah so it was kind of like what is this thing and so we just called it Cypress. and so that was where the kids had to go wait in cyprus when they were going to need to be disciplined so it'd be like okay you need to go wait in cypress so we were like i think our kids are gonna just have a nervous twitch about cypress but <laughs> but then you guys in your first apartment had a cypress too remember you showed us when we Behind like, went to the oven i think so And you're like uh-huh. see we have our own cypress Mm. So, But we never called it anything. Yeah. We never used it enough for it to matter. No, but when you have a space that doesn't have a now name. Now we have the morning room. Just name it. Simples. And that, it has eastern windows. It just makes sense yeah. that we call the it the morning room. room and good. it's distinct from the other, because we reorged our layout to have smaller bedrooms and a living space upstairs. Mm-hmm. So that is the morning room. But then, in the main floor, we have two front rooms, kind of. But one of them has my loom in it so it's just the loom room yeah (laughs) the other one so it's the living room and the loom room yeah but then I know that if we started trying to say the downstairs living room it would be like people would think you mean the main floor living room or do you mean like I know we won't know so maybe the sulking room is the sulking room room. I just have to concentrate on calling it that our front room is the the tricky one too because you don't know it's not the living room but if you say the front room people are like the living room? No. No, The piano room. The music room. room. You just call it your music room. Yeah but that sounds a bit pretentious. piano room. The piano room is kind of work. Call it the pianoforte. Speaking of the piano room oh my word my husband got me this piano for Christmas that is so cute and so he got it from Clint Hughes in our church who, I don't know where he got this thing from, but it's, it's painted. It's this little baby grand that someone painted like a hundred years ago with little flowers. And it is it's very the cute. awesomest thing. And I saw it online. I think he posted it on Facebook and I sent a screenshot to my family and said, you can buy me that for Christmas. Totally joking. And my husband did do it. He found a way. To make that happen. It's pretty fun. I know. It is real cute. I'm very fond of it. So anyway, now it can be the piano room because that piano is a definite statement. (laughs) It is. You need it is for sure the piano room. Judah's guitar is in there and he sits on the green couch and plays his guitar all the time. So yeah. I guess it is. the music I think room. it is kind of the music room. Yeah, we could call it the jamming room. The jamming room is good. Yeah, the, stu- the studio. The studio. That's what we'll call it. That'll be yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the time for <laughs> us to that we... <laughs> don't don't comment on how long we talked about what to call rooms in our houses. <laughs> I oh, there. Okay, oh guys. Words. I have to. I have to tell you something that I've been dreaming of doing. Is that okay, what? you know every once in a while you see these videos like a YouTube I don't know, just people. What is it everyone always does with they're like unboxing their fab fit yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, which hmm, full disclosure, I've never watched an a full unboxing. No. I only hear someone say, Unboxing my fab fit fun am my get away from this scroll, place. I don't want to see scroll, it. Scroll. But if someone's like just little just little snippets of my life, like come with me on this yeah. tour, And I was like, I think I need to, I think I need to start posting some of this stuff. And I just think it'd be like, come with me as I find out how much trash we left in the suburban today. <laughs> Join me on this magical mystery of what mm-hmm. liquid is it in the cup holder and how are we going to uh-huh. find out? And, <laughs> and all the things are like, yeah, here's my question. Yeah how did the bogs get stuck in the mud part way down this hill and then after them are Moses' crocs like dwindling off 250 feet down the hill of mud and I, I feel like that yeah. This is the material. This is the content that people want to tune I, in for. I agree with yeah. you, Rach. Don't worry, I won't do it. But I'm just saying I have all the fodder for it that a person could ever I know. need. I feel like I could do a <laughs> lot of like... What I'm going to do is get this here unhandy ratchet. And I'm going <laughs> to... St- <laughs> I'm going to do this six in hours. the hardest possible way. Okay. Or we have these two... Um,
1: This would make a good...
0: I could make a good video out of this one. We have these two pretend concrete squares. They are imaginary concrete. They are like foam wrapped in a fake rubber concrete. Why? That's a great question, Becca. It's a product I didn't know existed in the world until we got our patio. Okay. When we got our patio, they lifted... Because we had air conditioner units two of them down there and they lifted those up and these are what were under our AC units in the mud before there was the concrete there so when they put the patio there they just put them back down on the patio and we ended up with these two squares that I had thought were concrete pieces because when I saw them when they put them in I thought wow that's convenient that they just already have like a square of concrete I just was like how about you could do some... Like, that would be handy if okay. you could get a big 4 by 4 concrete slice. I don't yeah. know. Well, I don't know what <laughs> I thought it was. But, but no, they're just upholstered. Like, it's like foam. That makes no sense. Yeah. we What we need to do is throw the dang things away. But, no, they've lived a life all around our house. They even hatched your wigs out of the bottom of one oh of them last word. year. And we had to go in with bee spray because it's all we had (laughs) but okay guys so all this is to say there's a mystery i put him by our back door to put the garbage can on which is a long trail of doom because our county or must be the county insists that we need this garbage can and we have to pay for this garbage can that we don't use because there are three million problems that we have (laughs) with the garbage can. One, it's (laughs) insufficient until I get my compost regime up and running. There is no way. And actually, Mm -hmm. there still is no way. Two, we have to haul this thing down the driveway and then leave it in a ditch pretty much (laughs) at the bottom of the driveway And really, we have, since we already have more garbage than that, Luke has to go to the dump. So we just prefer to not hassle with running it up and down and around the land. Right. And that city employee or the person I called, it was one of those conversations where you're just like, hmm, this is not a joy to work with this person. Because I could tell, you could tell someone was putting it in my file that they had educated me about things. Like, yeah. that they're like, let me lay it out to you how it's supposed to work. And I'm like, I know, but this is not how it works. Yeah. And then they're like, well, one simple thing you should do. And then they proposed that a simple solution for me would be to get multiple more of these garbage cans that we could haul down in multiple trips with their special trailer hitch attached <laughs> to the back of our vehicle. Oh my! And word. then I could simply put Cinder blocks on top of them. To keep the raccoons out. <laughs> I was just like. I don't. Uh, you don't know my life. Oh yeah. Long story. So these unwanted and unneeded garbage cans. That are by our back door. Because all they do is sometimes blow over. They're like. Have no, <laughs> they have no Why role. Why don't you throw them away? Because it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the county that won't take, take it, it to back. to the dump. And just leave it there. And yeah, let them well, sort we can do it out. That. Well. But anyways, I was like, like whatever, we'll put put our fake concrete blocks under our (laughs) fake garbage can. The whole situation (laughs) doesn't do anything. But then the garbage can, I think the dogs were really excited about what was under the the fake thing. So somebody moved it off and then they killed a mouse under it. And then now I just have a, um, (laughs) concrete, a fake concrete pedestal by the back door, that apparently gives rise to both earwigs and mice. <laughs> and worse, <laughs> because now our puppy keeps going to the bathroom on top of it. <laughs> so now it's like a pedestal. A fake concrete pedestal. <laughs> it's like, look, we have to do something. Like, if you didn't know us and you came here, (laughs) what what would you... into the back of the Suburban for something and somebody had left or it fell out of a grocery bag, I don't know, a cluster of grapes on the back seat. Okay. But they were like still moderately fresh grapes but I just threw them out into the field because once it's been loose in the seats, I'm done with it, you know. Threw it, hurled it out into the field and then shortly thereafter really shockingly little time I opened the door to let Maybe back in and she had the grape stem in her mouth like she ate the whole cluster of grapes (laughs) and that is toxic to dogs like bad yeah like it could kill her. Really? Yeah. And that's how I found out about how to induce vomiting in puppies. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And you know what? It was just real rude because I had to make her drink hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. And, and that just was all a big dark time that I had out here, too. So That's for real. I feel like you're really close to the earth. I feel like that, too. Yeah. But in, maybe if we yeah. got rid of our concrete fake concrete pedestal, I'd be closer to the oh, earth. Oh, my word. That is just so saying, funny. For follow me for better decorative yeah, tips. I think, that's, true. I have well, I lots think, of good ones. I think we'd like to be mm-hmm. brought along on some of these tours. <laughs> oh, my word. And, yeah. I'm with you on. There's stuff. There's just stuff we need to get a grip on. That's just how it is, and it's how it always shall be. So there's that. I don't know if that's true. See, the thing is, many people don't seem to have these problems, Rachel. I think. No, but I suspect that our whole life will have the problems that we have, which is saying, yeah, let's do that, and then and then that Mm -hmm. will come back to get us. It will. It definitely will. It'll be all right. We'll soldier through with our. Less than polished lifestyles. Oh, I know. It is. <laughs> it's it is funny. Okay, we're going long now we that are. I told you about my landscaping. We we prematurely gave tips, so I guess we can really just sign off what I with think. a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. I'd like tips. to recite a poem. No, I think that's it. I think we just say goodbye. Yeah, I think we're ready to say goodnight. I know. So, I think alright, all right, until guys. next time. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out Becca and Rachel's pages on Canon+. Plus. There you can listen to their audiobooks, watch their conference talks, and listen to the full What Have You archive. Just click the link in the show notes to start listening today.